Well, special edition. Is that because I'm on? Uh, welcome to the program. I'm Mark Simone here for Sean Hannity. Normally you hear me on WOR, the most listened to talk radio station in the world in New York. Thank God I'm on there. Imagine if I had to come on here and say I'm normally on uh, Q109 in Dubuque. It uh, wouldn't, wouldn't be the same thing. <laughs> so it wouldn't sound as good. We got lots to get to today. It is so cold in New York. This is the first day. I mean, it's like 30. It's below freezing. The first day I had to get my real serious winter jacket and put that on. Uh, what, ha- what happened to this global warming? Where is this? Now, let me ask you a serious question. I want an answer to this. I know so many people for the Thanksgiving weekend, they're going to Florida and they've made plans. They're going to uh, Florida for Christmas and some are going to the Bahamas and they're going to Mexico. Now, what is the reason they're going to spend thousands of dollars to go to these places? Because it's 30 degrees warmer, 40 degrees warmer. That's the reason they're going. But if you said to them, it's going to get one degree warmer here over the next hundred years, they get crazy. They they they, they can't deal with it. So, uh, again, a little global warming, not a bad thing. So we got lots to get to. We'll get to Kyle Rittenhouse. We'll get to uh, crazy Joe Biden. We'll get to, uh, hey, by the way, the latest on uh, Brian Laundry. Uh They've uh, announced the cause of death. Now, I don't know what, what, what uh, Linda, what took so long? The uh, He was shot in the head with a bullet, obviously suicide. He shot himself. Why did we need to have, why did it take weeks to find that out? I feel like that entire case is a mystery to me. I'm not really sure about a lot of things that happened with that case. It was handled very bizarrely from the beginning. I'm not really sure what else there is to deduce from someone shooting themselves in the head. But the, the, the that should have been announced that day. Yeah, but they didn't. They also didn't even identify that it was him. Exactly. They brought his parents. His parents were outside. They handed his parents the personal effects and then reported and said, we're not sure who it is. And I'm like, "I what? It was really odd. Something. I mean, listen, uh, it's Florida. It's a small town police department. Oh, now Florida again. <laughs> well, no, but it's a small town police department. They don't have the resources. Do you remember that year in Florida where every story was about basalts? Do you remember that year? It was a very strange year. Bath salts? There was a lot of stories about people eating bath salts in Florida and uh, then doing very odd things. Do you remember that year? I'm a guy. I don't know if you've noticed this, but <laughs> guys guys don't know what bath salts are. We don't pay attention. You women, it's, you know. It's not the same. It's <laughs> not that much. Oh, it's not that stuff. It's not that stuff. Moving on. Oh. Next are, topic. What are bath salts? <laughs> I th- We're going to move on. We're going to talk about something else. Did I miss something here? I missed something. I don't know. So, so yeah, it's a very interesting case. Yeah, so Brian Laundrie uh, shot himself. And, uh, again, I'm not a coroner. I'm not an expert. But I think I could take one glance and see there's a bullet hole there. And uh, what, what what took six weeks? Who needs medical school? That's round. Clearly a bullet hole. Wait a minute. Moving it's, on. It's only five minutes. It shows a total disaster. <laughs> Call Sean. Tell him to come in. This is not working. This is, oh, it's all out of control. So uh, this Kyle Rittenhouse, um, I thought the interview was pretty good with Tucker Carlson. Uh, hey, listen, it's, he's not the greatest uh, speaker in the world. He's a kid. He's 17. You got to remember that. Uh, he was in a horrible situation. He put himself in this situation. I mean, I still, uh, you know, when I was 17, on a weeknight, if I said to my parents, uh, I'm going to the movies tonight at 10 o'clock, they wouldn't let me go. If I said to them, I'm going What's down. changed since you were 17? I'm just wondering. Well, I'm just saying, if I said, I'm going down, <laughs> I'm, I'm going down to the riot. Let me take my rifle. I, I mean, w- 
again, you're putting yourself in a horrible situation. But he's a kid. He's 17. He's not that mature. He's trying to help. I mean, he's basically a good Samaritan, but I don't think he fully gauged what he was walking into. He's carrying a long rifle. That's the good part, because under the law there, you can't have a a short rifle, a sawed-off rifle. It's perfectly legal to carry that long rifle openly in the state. He didn't cross state lines. Hey, by the way, you know this uh, Jerry Nadler, who's this uh, ridiculous-looking Democratic, uh, horrible congressman? Ever since Biden left Congress, they now say Jerry Nadler is the dumbest man in Congress. And he's tweeting out today. Now, remember, this guy's the head of the Judiciary Committee, and he's the dumbest guy in the world. This is the guy when uh, they were doing the hearings, the impeachment hearings. Remember, uh, they asked about a conversation with the president, and the uh, person uh, said, I can't, it's executive privilege. And Nadler said, well, you don't work in the White House anymore. You don't have executive privilege. And uh, they had to explain to this guy, the privilege is on the president's on any conversation he has. So, But you're the head of the Judiciary Committee. You should know that. So he's tweeting out today that it's disgusting that Kyle Rittenhouse crossed state lines. Now, that myth has been debunked 800,000 times. Uh, for him to tweet, it's just total irresponsibility on this case. A lot of people think the media irresponsibility on this case, totally misleading people, uh, may be the turning point. They might have gone just a hair too far on this, just a bit too far, because all people knew for the first few weeks White supremacist shot and killed three people. White supremacist shot and killed three. That's all you kept hearing. And it was only recently that everybody started to realize, wait a minute, everybody who shot is white. Everybody in the case is white. There's not a black person within a thousand miles of this case. How could white supremacy be a factor? And there's no hint of this at all. And even if you're watching that uh, totally corrupt Chuck Todd on Sunday, he shows a picture of Rittenhouse with some guys outside after the verdict giving the okay sign. And Chuck Todd says, uh, as you see there, they're giving the white supremacist signal right behind him. Now, that there's no okay sign that's a white supremacist signal. That was a dumb internet hoax on that uh, 4chan site a long time ago. It's just an internet hoax. And Chuck Todd knows that. He definitely knows that. Uh, but there he is uh, spewing all this stuff. So as people start to realize... They were totally misled by this case and the media, and they really, really, really got taken down the wrong path by them. Uh, maybe it's a turning point. Now you got this terrible massacre at the parade, and, you know, whenever it says uh, a white motorist ran into a parade, a white motorist ran over to him. So whenever it just doesn't say, it just says uh, a driver. <laughs> so you know he's not white. If it was white, <laughs> it would have been in capital letters. But in this case, the guy was so bad, not only is he not white, he's a criminal out on ridiculously low bail. So in the first stories I read, they don't even mention the guy. It just says, a red SUV uh, plowed into, uh, I'll keep reading, a red SUV hit everybody, a red SUV, as if nobody was in it. Now we find out that uh, it's Daryl Brooks. He's a horrible criminal who was out on preposterously low bail. Hey, by the way, it's Tuesday, uh, two days from now. At this exact moment, you will be having Thanksgiving dinner with all the relatives. Now, there will be a bunch of them at the table. They're going to defend all of this nonsense. You're going to be sitting there with some liberals. And many years, it's tough to debate them. 
They'll say something and you say, well, what's the counterpoint? I, you know, what's the argument? This year is going to be so easy for you. Just remember that. You're going to have to argue why it's not okay to let all the dangerous criminals uh, out, of, uh, out of jail. <laughs> there, this is the, and if you're a liberal listening, what happened to you? What happened to all of you people? <laughs> it used to be you were for higher taxes. Uh, we were for lower taxes. Now you're for, let's let all the criminals out. I'm watching AOC. And who's that other nut in the squad today on TV uh, uh, on one of those wacko uh, liberal channels? I think it was Tlaib, yeah. And they're discussing closing all federal prisons. That are, The conditions are bad in all federal prisons. So <laughs> this is what you're going to have to debate with these relatives. Well, why not close all federal prisons? Well, because then you got a million dangerous criminals wandering around the street. Then you got Daryl Brooks, who's fleeing from the police at a million miles an hour. So uh, the whole thing is just so out of control. Uh, every time the Democrats take over the White House and both houses of Congress at the same time, they always go too far. They always go a step too far. But this, they've just gone nuclear. Let's get rid of the police. Let's let everybody out of jail. Let's uh, $200 billion for... Uh, Infrastructure, no, well, you know, let's make it $4 trillion. <laughs> Let's make it the entire budget of the entire year. Uh, let's uh, spend another $2 trillion on uh, special programs. Yoga for the homeless. That's a real one, by the way. Bill de Blasio started it in New York. Yoga for the homeless. That's just Now, it never occurs to them this money actually comes out of people's paychecks. <laughs> and when Joe Biden leans over and goes, it's free, it's free. It's not free. It comes out of everybody's paycheck. Now, this is what you're going to have to debate on Thanksgiving Day. Oh, take the price of gas. This is the most cruel tax on the poor middle class. A dollar eighty for gas. Next, you know what? It's two forty. Now it's three fifty. It's four dollars in a lot of places in California. You see those pictures? Six dollars a gallon for gas. So Joe Biden decides he'll open the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. This is the most temporary solution. This is not the way you do it. You're supposed to just put back the pipeline. Uh-oh, Linda's jumping. Uh, but up first in. of all, it, this is a complete ridiculousness because he's he's putting up he's releasing barely enough oil to help anybody for like a couple of days. It's 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 merely a, it's a show of like, "Hey, we could do this. We're going to tease you for a second. Don't be mad at me over Thanksgiving because my approval rating's dropping to 30." That's how it works. Oh my god. No, this is how Democrats work. I was work. out of my mind this morning. I was like, "You got to be kidding me. Please tell me that people are not falling for this." Of course they do. Oh, no, this is what you do. You make a speech, we're going to release some oil, then Joe Scarborough and Rachel Maddow and uh CNN all day long they were like, "Take the supply chain crisis. What do you do?" You go to Baltimore, you make a speech at a port, and it runs all over television for three days. Problem solved, except it didn't do anything to solve the problem. Now, I want you to think about this, and I want you to ask your uh, relatives who are arguing with you at Thanksgiving about this. If you don't think this guy is totally incompetent, I can understand you can't develop alternative energy, or maybe you can't land a man on the moon right now. But this problem, supply chain, this is just taking crates off a ship. It's not that complicated, if you said to a bunch of 12th graders, could you figure out how to get these crates off a ship and load everything into a truck? It's not that complicated. Joe Biden and company, Pete Buttigieg, completely baffled by this. They don't know what to do. Uh, the fact that Buttigieg is the new Fauci, he's a desperate little publicity hound on every show talking about it. And no host, no Chuck Todd ever says to him, 
What are you doing here? Why aren't you in California? Why aren't you at that port? Why aren't you getting this fixed? If you had to, if you really were desperate, just send in the military. They'll unload those ships. They'll get everything done for you. Anyway, we've got lots to talk about. We'll take some calls. The number is uh, 1-800-941-SEAN. 1-800-941-SEAN. Hey, follow me on Instagram, Mark Simone at Instagram. I need more Instagram followers. I would tell you to follow me on Twitter, but they uh, shadow ban me. No matter how many followers I get, they'll take it away the next day. (laughs) So it's Mark Simone NY at Instagram. And don't forget uh, Hannity.com. Lots of great stories up there. Uh, Back. We'll take some calls in just a moment. Welcome back. It's the Sean Hannity Show. Mark Simone here. Hey, when Linda said bath salts, I, I thought you meant bath salts. I mean, well, that's I bet you that's what everybody would think. That's because you're a nice boy. I'm very clean cut. And you don't wholesome. know about these things. Well, it's a designer drug that was all over Florida, and it had common street names. Now, you got to give these drug dealers credit. Look at this designer. Look at the names they gave it. These are pretty good. Ocean Snow, Lunar Wave, uh, Ocean Burst, Pure Ivory. Snow Leopard, Purple Sky, Blue Silk. You know, if you bought, brought in the best ad agency on Madison Avenue, they couldn't do better. Those are pretty good names. So what happened to it? It's gone. How do you know about it? Well, I work in news, and uh, they kept eating people's faces off after they took bath salts. And it was like a huge thing in Florida. And literally, Sean and I were covering this for like six months. And I looked at him. I'm like, this is where we're going to move? We can't go here. It's wait, wait, wait. You take this drug and then you want to eat somebody's face off? <laughs> That's what was happening on a regular basis. It was horrible. Anyways, I think they've done away with it But now. if you told somebody, if you have this, you'll eat somebody's face off, who would say, oh, I, don't really, I want to try that? I that's don't really it. think that's the conversation. But All right. All right. Uh, let's, yeah, drug addicts are usually the most sane people, too, you know? Well, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about drug addicts. Believe it or not, I don't know a thing about it. Anyway, let's talk to anybody else anywhere. Let's go to, uh, let's go to uh, Tom's River, New Jersey, and say hello to Eric. Eric, how you doing? Eric? Did we lose Eric? He's vanished. He's in New Jersey. We have to give him extra time. Tom, are you there? <laughs> or Eric, I mean. No, I don't hear him, right? You don't hear me either. Oh, let's go to uh, uh, Bill in New Jersey. Bill, how you doing? No, I don't hear him either. I like it better this way. We don't get annoyed by the callers. I think it's working out beautifully. Yeah, I'll tell you. It's a we don't need out. to hear you. Send, oh. send us an email. Can you hear me? Oh, now I can hear you. Yes. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. How you doing? Good. Uh, one reason why I called is because there's actually five scientific explanations to prove that global warming doesn't exist that you can use when you're at your family. Well, yeah. one is you have the same global warming on Pluto, Jupiter, Mars, and Venus, which means it's a change yeah. in the solar, uh, you know, uh, system. But uh, well, give me give me one real fast. Okay. Um, well, first thing I got to mention is... I hear music playing, so you better give it to me real fast. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, there used to be alligators in southern Delaware before uh-huh. the Industrial Revolution. The Industrial Revolution pumped a lot of carbon in the air. All it right. So far, I don't like this explanation. It's a little long. But anyway, we got to go because we got to. There were alligators but uh, in Delaware, but uh, Hunter Biden sold them all. Anyway, they made some kind of deal with the Ukrainians. Uh, anyway, uh, when we come back, the brilliant economist Stephen Moore will be with us. It's Mark Simone here for Sean Hannity.
can't always believe what the other side claims. That's why there's the Sean Hannity Show. Well, uh, do we find Steve Moore? Oh, we, Stephen Moore is the brilliant economist. He is the greatest guest, except for the showing up part. But sometimes it's hard to find. I'm, I'm texting and calling and calling and texting. We will track this guy down. We'll get Come him. Come on, man. Might not be this week, but we'll, we'll get Hey, um, speaking of Joe Biden, have you ever been talking to a guy in his office and he gets mad and he starts yelling? I've heard that. A lot of times somebody raises their voice. But have you ever been in a meeting or an office, you're talking to somebody, and they start talking like this? I mean, if you're not a kidnapper or a drug dealer or some criminal enterprise, why would somebody start whispering like that? It, there's something wrong with you. What is this with Joe Biden? Have you ever heard any public speaker ever, anywhere, employ this technique? Oh, I'm talking like this all of a sudden. Unless you're making an obscene call. I thought that's exactly where I was going. <laughs> We're back to the bath salts. Yeah. <laughs> You ever listen to the radio? You know, I, I like some radio hosts. They get mad, they get passionate, but I've never heard a radio host go, but take a listen to this, Joe Biden. That America wasn't built by Wall Street. They're not all bad folks on Wall Street. I'm not suggesting that. But they didn't build America. It was built by the middle class. And unions built the middle class. You know, I noticed... When you all do that, everybody benefits. Whether they belong to a union or not. Whether they belong to a union or not. Employers can't find workers. I said, yeah, pay them more. This is an employee's, employee's bargaining chip now. What's happening? I got them $1.9 trillion relief so far. They're going to be getting checks in the mail that are consequential this week for child care. The bill on the environment. Why would I not be for it? Get vaccinated. What the hell kind of president is this? What, what are you wearing? What kind of president is this? Anyway, uh, we found Steve Moore, the brilliant economist, Steve Moore, who's written a lot of great books uh, that you should read. And uh, go to his uh, website, which is the Committee to Unleash Prosperity. Oh, yeah, they have a great newsletter every day that they put out. Make sure you get that newsletter. Steve Moore, how you doing? And follow him on Twitter. Steve Moore, how are you? Hi, Mark. I'm doing well. Sorry to be a couple minutes late. I actually was doing a little fox hit on, on uh, uh, the, uh, the president's um, press conference a few minutes ago. Which, well, you know, we was, love- I don't know if you heard the whole thing, but he he, he, was, he really did. He was stumbling, and, and it wasn't very... It wasn't very compelling <laughs> argument. I mean, if you want to solve the energy crisis, it's not hard to solve the energy crisis. Just produce more energy. But he doesn't want to do that. Uh, but what you, with you guys uh, advising Donald Trump and Donald Trump's brilliance, we had total energy independence. In fact, we had so we much oil, we were exporting it. In fact, it got so right. cheap that he bought it up and filled our reserve with it. What goes through somebody's mind? What, is, what goes through Joe Biden's mind that he thinks this is justified? Well, let me just tell you a quick story about Trump, because, you know, I used to, you know, help him on the energy issues, you know, from the very start when he first started running professor. And I never forget I had this conversation with him. I said, you know, Donald, at that time, he was not president. I said, you know, if we, you know, go, you know, produce all our oil and gas, we got so much of stuff in our coal. I said, you know, we can, we, and, you know, nuclear power, we can be, 
energy independent for the first time in 50 years. And he, I'll never forget, he wagged his finger at me. He said, Steve, I don't want energy independence. I want energy dominance. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and we have become energy dominant. That's, that's the thing that is so infuriating about what's going on now, Mark. This, look, this is not some kind of act of nature. It's, it's not like we got hit with a hurricane and our energy supplies went out. This is a intentional policy by Joe Biden and the, and the climate change crazies to dismantle American energy. And they're systematically killing coal, oil, natural gas, nuclear power. They don't want hydropower. (laughs) All the things that work that we get 85% of our energy from, they want to dismantle. But when you do that, obviously, when you produce less oil and gas, what happens to the price? It goes up. The thing that's so unconvincing and unpersuasive about what Biden is saying is, ladies and gentlemen, they want higher gas prices. They want higher oil prices. They don't want us to use it. And so it, they're, they're speaking out of both sides of their mouth when they say, we're trying to bring gas prices down. No, they're not. They're not trying to bring gas prices down. They want to put all our own gas companies out of business. But am I missing something? If you wanted to go green, shouldn't you get Elon Musk and a bunch of those guys in a room and say, we want you to invent the best alternative form of energy, perfect it so that everybody will line up to get it? Isn't that the way to start? And then everybody well, will switch? I, yeah, great point. And, and look, at some point, maybe 30, 40 years from now, we'll all be driving electric cars, maybe. I don't know. Who knows what the future holds? Uh, but I can tell you this. I mean, with virtual certainty, the future is not windmills. <laughs> I mean, come on. You know, windmills go back to the Middle Ages. We're not going to power a, uh, what, $22 trillion industrial economy to make steel and uh, technology and manufactured products and, and uh, construction projects and, and automobiles. We're not going to do that with windmills. You know, there's no thing. You can make, you know, windmills out of steel, but you can't make steel out of windmills. And so <laughs> this, is, this, this is just a fantasy, right? I mean, we're, we're not going to be – we can use maybe get 10 or 15 or maybe 20% of our energy from, you know, wind and solar power. Hey, but we, uh, we watched uh, U.K. and Germany try windmills, and they had to and dump them. It didn't them. work out, so It didn't it's work. Not- you know, that's a great point, Mark. Nobody is paying attention to this because the media doesn't cover it. The rest of the world is moving away from green energy because it doesn't work. I mean, you can get power from it, but it's so expensive and it's not reliable. And I guess this is a very serious point. Uh, by shutting down gas, they're shutting down gas pipelines. They're not producing, they're not allowing oil and gas drilling. And so you're going to have a problem this, I predict, this winter. You're going to have uh, service disruptions and electric power and heating uh, in people's homes during the dead of winter. I'm from Chicago. It gets four below zero at night. You know, if you have supply disruptions, you lose your heat. That's a real crisis. Uh, so I'm I'm very worried about this. You're going to see big increases in your home heating costs, folks, and you're going to see times. Remember what happened in Texas last year with the polar vortex? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that kind of thing's going to happen again. But again, it's not going to be an act of nature this time. It's going to be because of the, the policies. Of, you know, Jennifer Granholm, how about her? She was asked the other day, uh, you know, what are you going to do about high gas prices? She just laughed. She said, I bet we can't do anything about that. What do you think? I have a wa- magic wand? Well, why don't you just produce more? We're down 2 million barrels a day, Mark. But do the math here. At $80 a day, that's $160 million a day we're losing. That's a billion dollars a week. That's $50 billion a year. Oh, I love how you thought I was going to do that math. (laughs) 
I mean, I just—it's unbelievable. Fifty billion dollars a year we're losing because we're not—we're two million fewer barrels of production of oil today than we were when Trump was in office, and they want to take that down from ten to nine to eight to seven to six to five, four, three, two, one, zero. Hey, another thing, if this is such an important problem, why does Biden appoint the two biggest imbeciles on earth, Jennifer Granholm <laughs> and this moron, John Kerry? Did he say the other day we only have 10 years worth of coal left? He did. And by the way, he was off by about a factor of 100. We have about 500 years worth of coal. Yeah. We have more coal than any other country in the world. By, by the way, China is building 100 new coal plants as we speak. So I don't think they're in on the climate change agenda. Uh, they are all in on oil, gas, and coal. And they're laughing, behind, as Trump would say, they're laughing behind our back right now. When, when we, we say, oh, we're going to build uh, you know, solar panels and, and windmills. Again, I'm not against this stuff. I'm not. Let's just, let's just use everything we got. Why are we shutting down nuclear plants in the United States? Yeah, hey, we all would switch to an electric car anytime. Just perfect it first so it doesn't take seven (laughs) hours to charge and you can only go about 50 months. Just perfect it. Whenever you get it ready, we'll switch, but it's not now. Incidentally, why do we need, Mark, a a, a company, Tesla, which is now virtually a trillion dollars company, one of the five wealthiest companies in the world, is Tesla? Why do American taxpayers have to subsidize a $1 trillion company? Well, that's a good good question. <laughs> hey, uh, let me ask you something. This is a little change of subject, but you're from Chicago. So I'm reading that Chicago is so bad now, the crime, the shooting. The, it, yep. People are now leaving Chicago. People are actually just starting to move out. Is that correct? Yeah, you probably read that in the uh, on our uh, uh Committee to Unleash Prosperity oh, Hotline. They, I told you it was a great <laughs> newsletter. It's a great newsletter. That's where, You're right. That's where I read it. to get that, by the way. You can get it for free. And unlike Joe Biden, you know, the, this bill is free. This one really is free. Just go to the Committee to Unleash Prosperity, uh, you know, website and sign up for for free. But anyway, you are exactly right. But, uh, and I love Chicago. It's a great. I think it's one of the five greatest cities in the world. I mean, I grew up in Rickley Field. You know, just love so much about that city. Love the people. But it is so sad to see what the politicians are doing. The crime is out of control. The school are a disgrace. The taxes are so high, you can't afford to buy anything there. It's being ruined by the politicians. And so, you know, the whole history of Chicago was, you know, of the last that century was blacks, black Americans moved from the South up to uh, Chicago. And we have a big black population. Now they're moving out because, you know what? Black Americans don't want high crime. They don't want high taxes. They don't want lousy schools either. Yeah. And I, I, people don't stop and think what high crime does to a city's economy. Uh, ruining businesses, ruining uh, the tax base, everything. But what? Well, look what's happening in San Francisco. I mean, you know, in San Francisco, they keep having the, they've decided that if you're a shoplifter, they're not going to prosecute you. And so, guess what's happening? Everybody's going into all the stores, the WalMarts, the Walgreens, the grocery stores, just stealing everything they can get their hands on. And how is that fair to the people who, you know, the immigrant, the immigrants who are running these whole stores? And people come in and they just take everything they can get their hands on. I mean, and then they're not prosecuting the people because you know it's just a petty crime. Oh, hey, it's Thanksgiving. Uh, now, what's the deal? Is every everybody's going to pay more for everything, right, this year? Well, the turkeys are up, what, 25% in price. Uh, you know, the cranberry sauce is more expensive. Uh, you know, the gas that you have to take to get to go over the river and through the, <laughs> the grandmother's house is more expensive. Uh, this inflation is real. It is not transitory. It is uh, it is getting worse every month. And, uh, you know, when it, I'll, I'll just say this, I, you know, this bill that passed 
of Congress, the House of Representatives, on, on Friday, last Friday, I think was was one of the most ignominious days in the history of the United States Congress. That that bill from page one to page 2,456 is a horrific bill. It is going to bankrupt our country. It's going to disrupt our energy supply. It's paying people not to work. It's providing money for illegal immigrants. Every ding bad idea the left's ever come up with is in that bill. And it's going to make inflation worse because when the government spends and borrows and prints money, you know, it, I love the, the you know, all the Biden people went on the uh, Sunday talk shows. Oh, we're going to solve inflation by having a tr- $4 trillion debt bill. Oh, really? Do they really think, Mark, that we're that stupid? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, you should give out your phone number so that Thanksgiving dinner, when you're arguing with these relatives, you can call Steve Moore, who can shoot down anything they say with all these great uh, points that you've Well, made. you know what's so funny is, you know, for four years we've had a, a rule at my brother's house who I go over who has two daughters who are very liberal, that I'm not allowed to mention the name of, of Donald Trump. Because, you know, but now even even they are saying, you know, he wasn't such a bad president after all. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, but hey, I do recommend, uh, it's the Committee to, Unre- uh, Committee to Unleash Prosperity, right? Yeah, just go to the website and sign up for the free uh, hotline. And, you know, I was just uh, talking to Newt Gingrich this morning. He said, this is the first thing I read every morning. He was, so yeah, if you want to be the smart, per, smartest person in the room, sign up for that. And, uh, Mark, I hope you have a great, great, great gobble, gobbledygook day. Uh, gobble, gobble. And have, have turkey, even if it's 24% more expensive. It's a great All right. It's a great. Holiday. I will. And thanks for the – I love the newsletter every day. It's great stuff. Steve Moore, thanks for being with us. Hey, make sure you follow him on uh, Twitter, too. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, Instagram, it's Mark Simone. Uh, NYC at Instagram. Uh, I'll be back in a moment. Mark Simone here for Sean Hannity. Hey, welcome back. It's the Sean Hannity Show. Mark Simone here for Sean. Let's uh, let's take a call or two. Let's go to Sandy in Florida. Sandy, how you doing? Hey, how are you doing? Let me check. Uh, not bad, not bad. Can you hear me? Uh, yes, I can hear you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like that Florida well, laugh. Um. If you follow the money and you actually listen to Biden's gaffes, he tells you exactly what he's going to do and all his plans. And what is that? You have, well, you have Hunter Biden, which still has 10% of that company that he refuses to get rid of, but they make all these excuses about and now those mineral rights that are in Afghanistan and Africa, those are going for our tree huggers, our yeah. green Well, green I think people. you have a good point there, Sandy. I think you're absolutely right. You notice the uh, Biden actions, like screwing up the gas and raising the price of oil, is the greatest gift ever to Russia. That's all Russia is, is a big gas station with an army. That's their entire economy, the price of gas. So it was a tremendous gift to Putin. Those mineral rights that you talk about, you know, you know China's going to be all over Afghanistan. They will take Bagram Air Base, and uh, even in Africa, that's China controlling all those minerals. So it's a great gift to Russia, and here's a great gift to China. And in a massive coincidence, it's Hunter getting a billion five from China for his company and a $3 million check coming from Moscow. I'm sure this is all coincidence. It has to be. This would... No, it couldn't be anything else. Not that Joe Biden, I know, who has a joint bank account with Hunter. You know anybody else has a joint bank account with their 49-year-old kid? <laughs> it's kind of unusual. I, hey, I wish. <laughs> Bill, to look forward to. Bill O'Reilly will be with us in the next hour. Don't go away.